You're in my apartment for the first time. Does it smell weird in here? Could you smell pot? I smelt a little bit of something, but yeah. it, I didn't smell pot, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're uh, good. You're uh, good. <laughs> uh, I think, I I mean, I know one of my neighbors does. Well, they it, hear you now. You're seeps- so loud, bro. <laughs> no, because uh, I've heard, not the people who live there now, but the people who used to live there, I would hear them through the walls, and it was like very muffled. But I could tell how loud he was having to yell in order for me to hear through the wall. Okay. So I think I'm good. The only thing that stinks is in the upstairs bathroom, I can hear when someone's getting in the shower. Oh, no. So I think our sh- our bathrooms are right next to each other. So I can hear so that. So you should t- test it out by just tapping. Well, I've always wanted to ask my neighbors, like, if I see, I've never really, like, talked to them. But if I see them to just be like, can you hear me? Especially the neighbor on that side, because if our bathrooms are touching, that means they hear me blowing it up in there sometimes. And I want to apologize for what they have to I hear. I feel like you'd get a note on your door. <laughs> Please see a doctor. Please, <laughs> Stay away from dairy. Yeah, don't go to Chipotle. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Taylor Johnson Podcast. I am Taylor Johnson, stand-up comedian, speaker, and author, and we are back with another mini-episode that is specifically dedicated to the the truly... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Taylor Johnson Podcast. I am Taylor Johnson. I'm a stand-up comedian, speaker, and author, and we are back with another mini-episode that is specifically dedicated to the truly wild times that we are currently living in. From the moment I started working on this idea of doing a bunch of little mini episodes, I knew I wanted to talk to someone who was somehow involved in the medical field. And fortunately for me, I had someone who's already been on the podcast, who is very funny and a very good friend of mine. And it's Danny Barrera. Danny Barrera has been on the show already telling very, very funny stories, but now we are sitting down for a serious conversation that was originally supposed to be about what it's like to be in the medical field right now, but the conversation takes a turn halfway through that I did not expect, but I really love where we ended up. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Danny Barrera. Danny, hi Danny, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, where do you work? I work at a healthcare clinic in Dallas. And what do you do at the healthcare clinic in Dallas? I'm a manager. Oh, okay. Like, what are your duties? Just manage? Um, yeah, manage the clinic. Uh, we have a lot of reports that we run um, for patients that have a lot of um, comorbidities. Whoa, I don't know what that means. A large word for, uh, has a lot of sicknesses, I guess you could say. Oh, okay. So I I run a lot of reports trying to see who our sickest patients are, making sure that we reach out to them in any possible You've got like a top 10 chart, like here are top 10 sickest patients. Like you know who your number one is? I do. Oh, wow. And for HIPAA reasons, I cannot say their name. I wasn't going to ask you to say their name. I just, that's <laughs> fascinating that you, that's, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense that you would know that information. Yeah. Huh. So recently, like we 
we get the report every single month and um, we just have to check in on them, make sure they're doing okay, making sure we're managing their medications, um, appointments with specialists, things like that. So, so I, I can't imagine how strange it must be like to work in a clinic right now during this time, or even like over the last several months, most of this year so far, it must be very strange. What has it been like? Um, it has been very different. Like we've kind of changed the way healthcare is now. Normally you would call your doctor. They say, let's make an appointment. You have, go ahead and come in and it would be normal. You'd walk in the door, you'd check in, you'd sit down. There'd be five other people in the lobby with you. They'd call your name. You come back, um, talk with your doctor and then you leave and you're just constantly in contact with people. And since this has happened, I mean, we had to completely change how we did things. We had to cancel every single appointment, all of them, because, you know, they told us that we couldn't have people coming in contact. Was that a difficult thing to like convince, but like, I'm sorry, I know you had an appointment, but like, don't you dare step foot in our building. (laughs) Um, for some it was for the people who aren't very sick, you know, cause the media really did push that if you're sick, you need to stay home. So if you have any underlying conditions like high blood pressure, diabetes, those kinds of things, stay home. So we have a lot of patients that are one over the age of 65 and two have both of those diagnoses. So those were the easy ones to say, stay home. But then you have people like our age who are young, who are healthy, who may not necessarily think that this disease is real. So it was a little bit more difficult trying to tell them. But, um, I mean, we just put it in terms of like, well, this is the policy of our company right now. Yeah. So, and yeah. Was it like extra stressful? Has it been stressful the whole time? It was more stressful at the beginning because it was so new. And, um, I remember the first time I kind of broke down and cried. It wasn't even at work. It was going to the grocery store. Oh really? Because it just looked it was, it was so different. I hadn't been to the grocery store in, you know, a couple of weeks. I oh yeah. Because you had to quarantine yourself, right? Yeah. So I went to the grocery store for the first time and I remember walking down the aisles and they were so bare. Like there was like nothing on the shelves. I'd never seen that in my entire life. Yeah. And I remember walking down and, and looking and there was, I couldn't get anything for my family. So it was so crazy. And then I look over And there was an elderly man and the look in his eyes, um, you could tell he was just really, really scared and no one would help him. So I walked up to him. I was like, Hey, are you okay? He's like, I don't, I don't know. And then an HEB worker came over and was like, Oh, Hey, Mr. So-and-so, how are you doing? He's like, uh, she's like, do you want me to help you? And he's like, yes, please. And so she walked around with him the whole store and got the things that he needed as best as she could because there was like nothing there, but just the look in his eye and the, yeah. how scared he seemed because I mean, it's scary for someone who's elderly, yeah, <laughs> you know, that could potentially get very, very sick and lose their life. So, I mean, it was very stressful. And I, I think about too, with like, um, retirement homes or oh, anywhere yeah. that like, uh, the, the regulations that they have are like, no, they cannot have visitors. Like they cannot. Mm-hmm. And if anyone like lives by themselves in there, like, Oh man, that must yeah. be so lonely. Yeah. And I know like, I think it's kind of a, kind of a cliche maybe, or maybe it just because there's truth in it of 
anywhere that like an elderly person who kind of maybe lives alone and is feeling lonely, anywhere that it's like mandatory that they go and speak to someone, they kind of treat it as like, this is the human contact that they need. So like if they have to call like technical support or Mm -hmm. something like they really kind of hold them on the line for, or maybe like going to the doctor, like they make a meal out of every conversation because it's like, I'm getting to talk to someone. Yeah. And I can't imagine like them not even being able to have that contact that they would have. Yeah. Cause I mean, like you said, you have a lot of, older elderly mm-hmm. patients who come in. Right. And then that's when I first started this management position. Um, that's really what my entire job entailed starting off was getting to know my patients and introducing who I am and making sure that they are getting food, they're getting water, they're getting some sort of social interaction. Um, so, I mean, I, I got to learn patients very quickly doing that. And we got to help a lot of patients because, you know, they didn't have food. And so, oh, we, really? yeah, there was a lot that didn't have food. And so, um, thankfully I work for an amazing company called WellMed and it's based out of San Antonio. And, um, we all rallied together. Our entire company donated money. Um, the president of our company donated like a million dollars to this one fund. And we were able to use that money to buy groceries for patients who really actually need it. Whoa. So I've, you know, calling my patients saying, Hey, do you need anything? Like, well, yeah, you know, cause they can't get out. Yeah. A lot of them don't have cars or anything. So, um, you know, they'd be like, yeah, I, I could use this. I could use that. So I was able to put a referral into this, um, department that we have now and they've been able to assign people. We've had volunteers within our company. So it's like employees that I work with are volunteering their time after work to deliver these groceries to our patients. That is super cool. Yeah. Man, and so have you have you seen any of those patients um in person since like like after them getting that help? Yes. I actually got to see one yesterday and she came in, she's like, Oh Danny, thank you so much. And it was really nice to put a face with a name. Yeah. And um so I went into the room with her before her her seeing the doctor. And she was just expressed how wonderful and thankful. And um, I was able to help her again because she still didn't have groceries. I mean, during this time, it's really difficult for them to get out one and then find food, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. But, I mean, I work for a really, really great company and they've been able to help so many people. But our... Um, our numbers have increased by 500% during this time of people who actually need help. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. By 500%? Yeah. So like when we first started out, I remember, I, I think I had maybe three patients that really, really needed help. And then it's steadily increased more and more and more. And it's not just me. We have hundreds of clinics within um you know, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. And then we have companies in Florida. I mean, we just, we have a lot and there's a lot of people who need help. So when you say need help, do you mean like with like buying groceries and financially in that way? Oh, and and 500% growth, Growth. not 500% growth in, uh, the amount of people who need to go to the clinic, but no. growth in like the ne- need oh, for man. help. Yeah. So like they were fine prior to this. Yeah. And now that COVID has taken over and people are hoarding yeah. things, it's making it increasingly more difficult for 
the elderly to get something as simple as a can of green beans or bread or milk, you know, I mean, things that are, we consider staples. Yeah. So, and now that, that so many people have increased that need, um, we've had to kind of dial back now, especially this week, we've had to dial back on what we can give. We used to be able to do fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, fresh meat, um, things like that. And now because there's so many people needing help, they've scaled it back to like canned goods mm. and canned meat and canned vegetables, canned fruit, you know, canned meat, canned milk. Yeah. You know, like, um, chicken, canned chicken or tuna fish. Oh, tuna fish. Canned okay, ham, okay. like spam, you know, oh, right, right, that right. kind of stuff. Have you always had a heart for the elderly? I, I say yes. I, my grandfather was a deacon in the Catholic church, Catholic, Catholic, <laughs> my, my, this lady Catholic, <laughs> she had a church, <laughs> she had a church. My grandpa was a deacon in it. No, <laughs> my grandfather was a deacon in the Catholic church, um, growing up. And whenever I was little, and this is my mom's dad, I would go with him everywhere that he went. So he was a deacon. So he would go from nursing home to nursing home to nursing home, visiting all these people. And so he would always tell me how important it is for us to do that because these people are alone and they need people to be their friend and to show them the love of Jesus. And so, you know, I'm, I was four or five years old going with my grandpa all the way until he, um, he developed dementia and Alzheimer's. And so, um, we did that until I was probably in high school and that's whenever it got oh, pretty wow. bad. So did he go into a home? He did. And it was one of the ones that we visited very often. Really? Yeah. So it was really cool that he got to be in that one. Like it was a very nice, nice home. Yeah. So, and he stayed there for, I mean, he died I think in 2011. Oh, so I got to go see him pretty often. So that was nice. So you, you like, for, I get, so from childhood, cause I feel like it's, it would be easy or maybe this is just me. I think, <laughs> I hope it's other people to like, not know how to talk to the elderly and like, oh, be yeah. like nervous or just like, I don't know what to talk to you about. Like, I don't know. I guess just when I was a kid, even like, I yeah. don't know what to say. to say. I've never been in, um, any sort of, no, I've been in, Sorry. I was going to say, I've never been in a, like an assisted living place. Um, well, I've been in, I don't know what it is. My grandmother is in a place, but it's like super independent. Like she has her own apartment in yeah. this place, but I've never been in assisted living. I've never mm -hmm. been in one of those. And my dad was about to be put in one right before he passed away. And I was like so nervous about visiting him there. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't going to be able to like handle it. Cause I, I even told my mom like, if we put like when we put him in, I'm going to need a few days for him to like settle in before I like go and visit. Cause like I just was nervous. Yeah. But like um, you handle it. So like you, you handle it so well. Yeah. I feel like the best advice I can give someone for talking to someone who is of the senior age, mm. um, asking them like stories, like every, elderly person that I come across, they always have some great story that they can tell you. My grandpa would tell me stories of him being in World War II and being on a boat for the um, Coast Guard. So, I mean, um, it was, he always had some great story. Yeah. And um, a lot of, a lot of them do have great stories, but a lot of them also are 
you know, aren't able to speak anymore or anything like that. And in that case, you just spending time with them, it shows them that you care, even if you're just sitting in the same room with them. So a lot of times, if you're musically inclined, elderly people love music. Oh, yeah. You can just pop into any place oh, yeah. and just oh, and start playing piano. piano. Yeah. And, just and they jam love out. it. They love that. Um, but yeah, asking stories, asking for advice because they love giving advice. Too. Yeah. They've been through a lot. So they have a lot of advice to give. So, yeah. They're great people. You just talk to them like how you talk to your friends. I feel like I know I've asked you this before. What do you call your grandparents? Grandma and grandpa. Oh, you're just grandma and grandpa. You don't yeah. have any weird names. Oh well, we have what? Well, you don't got pleeplop and pleeplop and. I have a very extended family, so I have. Floopy and doopy. My my mom's parents were grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. My dad's um, parents were wimpy and Lala. <laughs> wimpy, wimpy. Yeah. Like from Popeye. I guess there's a character named Wimpy <laughs> and he would always want a hamburger and he would say, I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a for hamburger, hamburger today. today. Yes. Wimpy. Come here, Wimpy. And, that just, and then, <laughs> Wimpy. then we have on, um, what was the other one? Wimpy and Lala. Uh huh. Mm. And then we had uh nanny and papa, mm-hmm. mama and pampa, pampa, pampa. Oh Lord. Yeah. I have a lot of extended. Oh, then we have a uh, gammy. Mm. Yeah, we got a lot. Pampa. What What is one thing that you're looking forward to when things are quote unquote back to normal, whatever that means and whenever that is a million years from now? Well, I already got to go to Chili's and that was Ooh, a big one. Yeah! Let me tell you what I had at Chili's. I had myself a triple dipper. Now, let's just say also that this is like, because people would ask me, what are you excited to do? What do you want to eat? And I kept saying, I can't wait to go to Chili's. And people <laughs> would mock me and make fun of me because Chili's isn't the most special. You know, it's not fancy. It's just there's Chili's everywhere. It's not a big deal. But uh, Danny, myself, and a few other people, we have we had for a while almost like a weekly Sunday night we'd go to Chili's. Yeah. We'd go anywhere, but like most of the time we would go to Chili's. And we'd go yeah. to the Chili's near my apartment, which is now near your apartment because you've moved up here. And it was great. It was so much fun going there all the time. Love it. Love chilies. Love their fajitas. Love it. Oh, the whole chilies. experience is great. Yeah, it, it was. It was great. I had. I had baby back ribs. Yeah. So this oh. first time back, I had like saved up money. I just put aside money, knowing that whatever else happens, no matter what, I am going to have fifty dollars set aside to go to Chili's. Yes, Lord. And then finally, they opened up, and we got to go inside. And so wait, what, what was your order? What did you get at Chili's? Let's see. I had myself the triple dipper. What'd you get in them triple dips? I had myself the big mouth bites. Yes. I had them Southwestern eggies. Yeah. (laughs) Egg rolls. Yeah. And then I had the honey chipotle chicken crispers. Mm. It was. And that's all that you had? Oh, no, no, no. Oh? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> didn't say, say the magic word. Uh, didn't uh, say uh. my full order. <laughs> um, I had that. And I had the baby back ribs complete with French fries and an ear of juicy corn. My goodness. Uh, yeah, I think I, you and I are the only ones who did two full meals, <laughs> yeah. right? 
Yeah. Because I got that triple <laughs> dipper as well with them big mouth whites, with them Southwest eggies, and I got the uh, original uh, chicken tenders because I like them when they're soft, soft and mushy. Yeah, I do like that too, though. And then I also got a thing of chicken fajitas that Ooh. were jacked and loaded. Woo! Which means they put white queso on it. And at one point it was called getting them jacked. And uh, I guess they stopped calling it that because I still <laughs> order it that way. And sometimes the waiter's like, I know exactly what you mean. And sometimes I say it and they look at me like I'm a freak. <laughs> and I had to be like, that's what it's called, right? And sometimes they're like, yeah, that's what it's called. And sometimes they're like, I've never heard that before in my life. Yeah. And I also got chips and salsa and a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I spent $30. I think I spent, I think I spent about the same. And then I left a $20 tip. I don't remember how much I left. I'm not trying to one up you. I didn't, I don't mean no, it he, to come. He's trying to one up no, me. No, no, no. It's fine. No, no it's fine. Let's bring our server in. <laughs> Sir. Hello. Ver? Great time. Yeah. It was good. Uh, oh, but besides that, so you got to go to Chili's. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else that you were excited about doing? I'm excited to do some swimming. Oh, that is not the answer I expected. Yeah, I really want to do some swimming, uh, like go to a lake or a river or something. Um, yeah, float the river or float in a lake. That's not mud bottom. It has to be a rock bottom because <laughs> mud bottom lakes are an abomination and they give me a fear. Why do, can't like. you handle a mud bottom lake? I don't know. It just feels icky between my toes. I don't like it. What about a mud bottom boy? <laughs> sometimes that's how I must describe myself. Oh, oh, ma, ma, ma. You got choked up earlier. I did get choked up earlier. It, I'm, I'm very sensitive about old people. Yeah, well, that's great. Someone needs to be. We all need to be. We all need to be. They're a very special, very special group, and they are forgotten about the most because they think they've already lived their life. They don't need anything else, but that's far from it. That's how our bodies work. You start as a baby, and you end technically like a baby. A giant baby. Yeah. It's like you need help. You need someone to be there for you, to be your voice, to speak up for you, and thankfully God has put me in the position where I can do that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, Danny. You're very welcome. I hope I was helpful and informative. And if you'd like to donate to my company, let me know. Or to Taylor's Patreon. <laughs> That's not the look I was giving you. I didn't know that you could donate to your company. Yeah. Oh. Let me know. Hit me up. Email me. I'll send you the link. Oh, okay. Cool. I can put that in the episode description. Perfect. Sweet. All right. Bye. Bye. I asked listeners to send in audio of them talking about what their time in quarantine has been like, as well as giving advice to the rest of us who are trapped and stuck at home. And this week, I have audio from Emma. This is what Emma had to say. So I live in Minnesota, and I don't know about the rest of the country, but uh, this time of year in Minnesota, we have an abundance of ducks. Anywhere there's water, there will be ducks. Doesn't matter if it is a lake or a pond or a stream or just a really big puddle. There will be ducks. 
So a couple weeks ago, I was at my local park getting some outside time during this quarantine, staying away from people, and I thought it would be funny to make an Instagram post that started out super serious and then um, shared the opinion that ducks are the most underrated animal. So as I was thinking about this, I started making this video and got a little carried away. I went on for a while about how great ducks were and then continued to post more videos about how great ducks are. And this started out as a goofy, slightly ironic, not very serious video and very quickly became a genuine and deep appreciation for ducks. So every time I go to the park now and can get even a halfway decent photo or video of a duck, I post it to my Instagram and tell people how great ducks are. But the thing is, I'm not joking anymore. I genuinely think ducks are a really underrated animal. Their feet are so unbelievably orange and male mallard ducks have very shiny, very green heads. It's fun to look at. They're kind of funny. Also, the way they chase each other around is hysterical. So I don't know about the rest of the country, but if you live somewhere with ducks, go to your local park and watch the ducks for a bit. I'm not joking when I say that right now, as I'm recording this on my TV, I am playing a video I found on YouTube of just ducks running around a yard for 10 minutes. And it's very hard to concentrate on recording this right now because the, <laughs> the ducks are very, very cute. And I think Emma's right. And even if you don't have ducks anywhere near you, you live on a mountain or in a desert, just go on YouTube and find a video of some ducks and watch that for a while because it is very peaceful. And it might just be exactly what you need to make it through this time. But that's it. That's the end of the episode. I'm Taylor Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Tell a friend about the show. I want to thank Jordan Combs and Lucky Star for the use of their songs in the episode. Thank you to Glendon for hanging out at the beginning, as well as to Danny and to Emma for, for sending that audio in. Thank you so much. That's the end. We're done. I will see you next week.